0: Hey there guys and gals, geeks and gamers, you're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special quarantine edition of the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together to wash their hands while singing the happy birthday song at least two times. While wearing paper masks and staying at least six feet away from each other. My name is Tony T and for the next few minutes we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and glory to God. But I'm not going to be doing it by myself. With me, as always, at least on the internet tonight, as always is steve Supremo. Stay 17. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you keeping today? count is it really day 17 oh, I have no idea
2: it's like day 24 of march i can barely
1: figure out how many days of the year it's been <laughs> okay oh thanks so much uh we have she's salty and she's sweet and she's conveniently pocket-sized jackie freaking wilson
3: hi
1: hey jackie um moving around the virtual table here she is sometimes sassy, always classy. From the island of enchantment, it's lovely lady, Lee Motty.
0: I've been social distancing before everybody else was social distancing.
2: <laughs> before it was cool. That's she is an introvert, an introvert hipster.
1: <laughs> uh, we have, well, from pushing any, he's not pushing any actual buttons tonight. He's just kind of Nick. part of the conversation. Nick, the engineer hello i'm a yeah, like, there i'm
0: sorry it's just i it just dawned on me that like nick is just part of the podcast tonight and not like doing anything else that's no weird. responsibility you're just nothing you're... wow yes
1: that's yeah. weird well we'll see he'll probably have to fix something before this thing's over with <laughs> and uh we are missing Neff tonight but uh but holding down his seat, we are absolutely delighted to welcome back one of our favorite members of the Nerd of god extended universe. She is amazing, wonderful, weary world traveler. Please welcome back Alexandria Marica.
4: Don't hug me. I'm scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi. Yeah, don't hug her. She's contaminated.
4: No, that's not true.
1: <laughs> no, it's not true. They sprayed her down when she got back from abroad.
4: Mm, that's not true, also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we are so grateful. None of us are in the same place. This is the first time we've ever done a fully remote Nerd and we're doing this because we are compliant with the state, local, and national government, as well as the Center for Disease Control. We're trying to keep... Everyone healthy and alive. So we are social distancing, and we're coming to you tonight, compliments of our friends over at Zencaster.com. Zencaster allows remote recording for podcasts like us. They're not a sponsor, but but since they are allowing their premium service to podcasters like us for free during the service, we have to tip our hat. So we salute you, Zencaster, for everything you do to keep people healthy and connected. Thank you.
3: Yay, Zencaster.
1: So... We are, we'd love to have you join the conversation tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about our quarantine, but I don't want this thing to be a completely depressing coronavirus episode. We've already done all that. It's not getting any better, but here we all are in our new normal, so... We'll talk about it for a minute, but we're going to talk about bigger and better things. But for now, we'd love for you to join the conversation. Let us know what you're doing during your quarantine. The best way for you to do that is connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can find our blog online at nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical (laughs) animated gifts with you.
0: I wonder how to translate
1: my Yeah, it's, uh, that's really weird. It's a very surreal experience. I tried to do that last. You can also... Sorry.
2: Hey.
1: No, that's fine. Steven, just jump in where you can get in, I'm buddy. I'm sorry. So yeah, we are under this crazy quarantine kind of thing going on right now. Um, we're all sitting at home. Uh, did I tell you guys about the Nerd God Squad on Facebook? Nerd God Squad. It's our Facebook small group. Just send us a request. We'll let you in. <laughs> so what are we doing? Like, What's your life like now? you got to be home at a certain time. You can't... This is different.
3: I'm incredibly bored. Are you really? I'm really bored. I'm the kind of person that, like, I like to be out of the house. I like to be doing things. I work two jobs. Like, now I have no jobs.
1: So You I just, went from two jobs to no nothing. jobs.
3: Same, so, like, Jackie. I'm, just, I'm you. just trying to figure out what to do with my life. I'm still
1: so, working, so... Nick is working. He's what they call essential services. I'm essential yeah. services.
2: Because you work Steven at a grocery store?
1: Is providing people with meat. Because I work in so. a
2: grocery type store, yes. But my job <laughs> has you. that slowed down. Alexandria, and I've missed you, you so much. I'm working six days a week, and uh, I'm like the dog mm-hmm. in the the meme dog where the house is on fire, and he's this just like, is this is fine. That's this me fine. right now. <laughs> Everything's Everyone's going crazy, and they're all shopping at Freshfields. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, not well, a sponsor. I, I work from home, so it's actually pretty nice. So,
4: I was hired wow. for two jobs this week, and both were closed in a matter oh. of days. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? That's
1: yeah. bad news, man. Alexandria Marca, the career kiss of death.
0: Yeah. Apparently, I've discovered that when there's no like obligation in my life, I crumble. So like <laughs> not. Not having my job to go to every day has made me the most potato-like version of myself <laughs> that I have ever been in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, that's Yesterday, brilliant. I did absolutely nothing. And when say I say again. absolutely nothing, I mean I truly made the bare minimum effort required to live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Breathing. And that's pretty much it.
3: I took a nap today. I'm proud of you.
1: (laughs) Living your best life. I'm not. Oh my goodness.
0: I don't like it. Then like last night I got on a whim. I was like, you know what? I can't live like this. So I cleaned my room at like nine o'clock and I cleaned it really nice. My room is impeccable right now. Like
1: a deep Mm -hmm. clean. Scrubbing the the baseboards. Deep
4: cleaned.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It it was intense. But like, I don't know. I, I don't like the obligation of being an adult and working, but I think I need the obligation yeah. of being an adult and working. Yeah, So let okay. me just tell you this.
1: As an adult who is working, I am ready for a little coronavirus. I'd like to take a day or two <laughs> off. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but we are... We just got the order today that we are going... That we're all going on lockdown in Central it's Florida. It's not a lockdown. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a pathetic uh, it's of not a lockdown. You don't have to go to work. It's a stay-at-home order. Your, if you can't go to your job, that's not good. So we had to discover today, kind of on the fly, if church was an essential services. Mm-hmm. It's not, but it's not a prohibited service either. So you know, interesting. We're trying to figure it all out. It's been crazy. Yeah. What do you guys do to blow off steam? What are you doing for fun? What are you watching?
2: Um, well, I, oh, I'm sorry, did I talk? It's hard to tell who's talking if I can't see anybody.
3: It's okay, go ahead, Um,
2: so I was over at your house recently, Tony, and I got to watch you play something that inspired me to pick up and dust off my Nintendo DS, and I started playing Animal Crossing New Leaf again.
1: You're gonna really steal my thunder,
2: talk about something I'm gonna talk about. I'm sorry, but that's what I've been doing, and it's, and I've forgotten how much I love that game. And it makes me want to buy a Nintendo Switch so badly. Do it.
1: Yeah, Do it. why don't you?
2: Because I've got a wedding to pay for. That's why I,
1: I don't. <laughs> that's your own fault. Nobody asked you way. to get engaged.
2: No, but I asked to get engaged, and thankfully she said yes.
1: <laughs> well, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully for all of us. Oh, my goodness. Well, so what have you been doing, uh, Jackie, besides nothing?
3: I've been playing uh, Link's Awakening. Nice. Um, and... I- because of all the stuff i've been seeing on social media about animal crossing i downloaded the uh the pocket camp for animal crossing on my phone just to kind of try it out because your girl doesn't have money to buy a new video game just yet (laughs)
1: um
3: but it's been fun it's been something different um i learned how to make bread very nice
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah we we heard about this bread thing but right now it's just hearsay i mean I don't know where the bread actually is. At
3: my house. I, I don't
1: need to believe get more flour for I don't believe it, in though. the bread until I can spread butter on it and put it in my mouth hole.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about in the game, and I was like, why is everyone freaking out about this bread
1: in a video game? First off, <laughs> no. if you've never Real life bread. had to pickpocket somebody in Skyrim for their sticky roll, you don't know, sir. The power of bread in a video game.
3: It's good. Worth
1: it. So, what else, Alexandra? What have you been doing since you've been back at US of A?
4: I have been playing Magic the Gathering. (laughs) I just built a new deck and I was gifted a new deck and I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my goodness.
1: Which is what I've been
4: wanting to do for so long.
1: You have reached the apex of nerdiness now.
4: Actually, I was so excited because Ryan Felton helped me make. Characters because I've never played before. Yeah. And so I reached out to him because I knew he played, and he he totally just like created a whole character sheet for me.
1: Ryan Felton. So, what's your character?
4: Well, he made me two that we weren't able to use in the starter like campaign, but I'm a wood elf, and I'm. Wait, what am I? I'm a wood elf fighter, and my background is a criminal.
2: Oh, that's fun.
4: Yeah, I really enjoy it. So, we're actually, because of the group of friends and I that play, we are trying to figure out how to use like some sort of social media or something like Zoom so that we can play remotely since, you know, quarantine and everything.
2: We can use Roll20. Yeah,
4: we thought about doing that, but we want to be able to see each other. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. It's really weird not seeing your guys' face. Yeah. So I think we're going to do
1: a big old group video chat somehow. That's awesome. Yeah. And and it's a really cool time to be able to do stuff like that. I mean, doing it in person is fun, but not being limited by the boundaries of geography. uh, It's really exciting. We got to play one time. um, I got to join one of their adventures with uh, Ryan and his City on a Hill show. And uh, it's really fun to be able to play D&D with people from across the country. That's that's pretty amazing. What a time to be alive, you guys. Yes, I I know. know real quick let me just holler at least Maddie and see if she is still with us
0: can you guys hear me yes. yes I can yes okay I was talking like I don't know what I did and then while you were talking Alexandria I thought I messed it up so I was going hello but nobody was responding so I think I might have accidentally muted it but I don't know how I did that
1: well yeah, you just have got a warning yourself you. so
0: that's what's important
1: well you're back that's the important okay. thing yeah. uh, did we ask anybody? I think,
0: I think. just in case I think that it's the little microphone underneath the hand, I might have pressed yeah, that.
1: It is. That's to mute yourself. That's mute.
0: Okay. okay. Okay.
1: Nick, what have you been up to, man? I mean, you're working, so besides that.
5: Uh, yeah. Well, as far as time goes, I have about the same amount of free time, but, you know, Minecraft. I found out how to watch Mythbusters. <laughs> on Minecraft? So probably going to be watching Mythbusters. Oh, it
1: wouldn't surprise me if Minecraft. you could do that.
5: It's weird.
4: It would
1: be amazing. It's weird because like half
5: of the series is on Hulu and then the other half is on the Discovery uh-huh. Go app. So
1: there is a lot. There's a lot of TV that's coming out yeah. right now, and that's exciting. I, I feel like Lise and I have missed where we are so far behind on The Masked Singer. I don't know, like
0: it hurts me. What it hurts that? me. Did I tell you? Did I? What do you mean? What is that? Never, I don't know what you're talking about. I was in, I was in eight or six
4: months. Give me a break.
1: <laughs> All right, so, Wait,
0: so you don't know what the Masked Singer is? No. Oh, my goodness, girl. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, first off, just take the idea of the most ridiculous TV show that you're going to love and be crazy addicted to, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Great. so you, you, extremely
4: you, bizarre. You
1: have a bunch of crazy costume mascots, and they come out and they okay. sing, but underneath them... Are famous or pseudo-famous celebrities, and nobody knows who they are. So they, as they hear them sing, they have to try to guess who the celebrity sure. is inside the costume.
4: That's so absolutely ridiculous. Uh, no, it, <laughs> it's
1: so it, it, dumb,
0: but it's so great. It's
1: so dumb, but it's so great. That's it's two things at the same time. And then time. the
2: celebrities, they give them, their, they give clues about who they are to people, but like their voices are
1: changed. Yeah, it's really interesting. Now, speaking of so dumb and so strange, uh, I I have been playing Animal Crossing, as Stephen mentioned earlier. uh, The greatest game that you can't describe to somebody without making it sound like the stupidest game ever made. So I was trying to explain (laughs) to somebody that they say, what's the deal with Animal Crossing? Okay, so it's this great game and you're in a town with animal people and you have to do errands for them and then pay your mortgage and Decorate your house And it sounds really dumb And I know it But it's not It's beautiful
4: I don't understand The point of it
1: You start off In tremendous Crippling debt And then you're happy To pay it off
2: It's like real life
4: Okay I owned A Nintendo 3DS And I bought Animal Crossing Because so many people Were playing it And I was not impressed I didn't like it
1: well, you everybody say, it. say good say goodbye to Alexandria. It's been a joy having you on the show. No, it's not everybody's <laughs> game. It's not a typical game. You're not shooting anything or blowing anything up. It's best played, especially since they moved it to the, the DS and now on the Switch. It, it's best played in small bursts because you kind of do a lot of – you do. It, it's all time-based. So the interesting thing about Animal Crossing, if you've never played it, is – one, it's played in real time. So if you're playing it at 6 o'clock in the morning on January 30th, it's 6 in the morning at January 30th in your village. So the time of day changes the way things, the village, the people interact. Uh, the time of year, if you're playing in the winter time, it may be snowing. If you're playing in fall, the leaves will change. I know that's a stupid Uh, play mechanic, but it's actually quite interesting. So there are certain things that you can do, bugs you can catch, and fish you can catch that are only available at certain times of the day or certain times of the year. If you play on Christmas Day, there's a reindeer that goes around dressed up like Santa Claus, and he gives everybody toys, and that's pretty cool. That's a pretty awesome thing. So it's very interactive, very immersive, very customizable.
5: It
0: seems cute. It just, I don't like things that don't have, like, a very specific goal. Like, Yeah, Yeah. that's for me That's the thing that
1: bothers me. So it 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 gives you a series of goals. One, you're developing a town, so you're you're trying to keep people happy. You're trying to decorate your house. You you have a you start out in this game in a tent, and then you upgrade to a house, and you have to to pay off your mortgage. And how do you pay off your mortgage? You know, you collect seashells and stuff, and then you sell them and you make money. It's just like so chill. (laughs) Sorry,
0: that made me think of like HGTV, and it's like House Hunters with like (laughs) like seashells. She paints bricks. Their budget is $700 million. <laughs>
1: okay, well, in this one, it's 98,000 bells. That's what you're, That's what it yeah. costs to pay yeah. off your you're first mortgage. Bells. But in the first Animal Crossing, one of the things I thought was pretty neat, before they had uh, downloadable content and, and virtual consoles, is that you could actually get a present, which was a Nintendo console that would have a game on it. So in my Nintendo GameCube, memory card for animal crossing i have an entire basement that's filled with nintendo systems and you can play excite bike and clue clue land and mario brothers and pinball and all of the original 8-bit nintendo games inside animal crossing which is pretty amazing that you have the full games in there so animal crossing is a really wonderful very chill concept for a game it is Mm -hmm. it is just it's just a vibe and you got to get behind it it's it's a really cool concept (laughs) i have a a co-worker who bought that game Go ahead. Yeah, 100%. What? I didn't hear what you said, but I believe you. Oh,
2: Oh, I said, I have a coworker who just bought that game, and I asked him today how many hours he's logged into it. And he said, I've probably logged in 35 hours already. And it just came out. And I'm like, really, that much? He goes, I just can't, like, I just always want to play it. Like, because it's just so relaxing to him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The, like, I couldn't sink that much time into it because it, it there's only so many things you can do it, at once. I mean, you can you can't even get like harvest wood or fruit if you pick all the fruit in your village for the day. There's no more fruit that day. You gotta kind of mm-hmm. come back later. So, uh, hope it, if you're playing Animal Crossing, come visit my village. I'll uh, I'll post my friend code on our social medias and you can come hang out with me. We had Lolly JoJo, uh, one of our Nerd of God squad out there. She came and visited my village. She stole my oranges. She oh, caught no. a cool fish, and then she peaced out. So, uh, we're no, we're good. It's okay. We, we want people to... Have, see, every village has different fruit, right? So she didn't have oranges in her village. So she comes and takes my oranges, goes back to her village, and sells them at a premium price. or she can even plant them. And now she can grow oranges. And that's pretty cool. It's all about sharing. It's all about sharing. So, uh, everybody feeling okay other than this? All the, the the quarantine aside, nobody has any of the corona?
3: Nah, no. not that I know of anyway.
1: No, I'm just tired. <laughs> Yeah, Steven yeah. has mono, but he doesn't have corona. So I hope I don't have mono. It's all that kissing he's doing now. Yeah.
4: Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so this is crazy, man. Everybody's feeling good, though. Nobody's unhealthiness. I mean,
0: Lots of junk food has nope. been eaten. My back is really messed up. That's so probably okay.
1: because you've been laying on it for the past two weeks, like not doing anything.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I, I have
1: bed sores. I don't know why.
2: We we just got into quarantine. The last two weeks were not quarantined. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: It was work from well,
2: home, not quarantine.
1: Yeah. Well, I working from home to me is like that's a great idea. If I'm not putting my if I'm not taking my pajamas off, if I'm not having to put pants on, you're gonna get a very limited outfit from me as that's far as productivity. That's why you're supposed to go Sorry. throughout
2: your day like normal. So you put on your pants. You get mad at me. Whatever helps you get through the day you got to do with things like normal.
1: You want to know my secret, Captain? I'm always <laughs> mad at you, Steven.
2: <laughs> That's how we keep our relationship feisty. Shut up, Steven.
1: <laughs> I don't want to talk about the virus too much, but this really is... I mean, this was kind of a thing that was just like, hey, this is happening over there, but now this is a thing. It's like, really happening. You know, this is like the most historic... One of the most historic things we're going to be talking about for years and years. <laughs> this is one of those... Wow, remember back in 2020 when this craziness happened? Yeah. <sighs> what are you? What are we going to be like? Everybody, maybe if you're old enough, you remember where you were on September 11th? And yeah. What, where were you during the coronavirus lockdown? Where were you during <laughs> in the in pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> Lise Madi in her bed. Lise Madi is going to be like Grandpa
2: Joe and Willy Wonka. She's finally going to hop out of bed and just do a dance. Just
1: laying there. Looking at her twinkly lights, <laughs> not a care in the world. Uh, uh, so so in this kind of historical moment, what are you going to be, what are you going to tell your grandkids that you did in 2020 during the lockdown? Certainly not just laying there and doing nothing, but, you know, maybe talk about video games, but what are you doing from a redemptive standpoint? What, what is the church doing? what are you What are you doing with your faith to make this moment that is impactful? Anything at all? For me,
4: I've been, like, I really have been spending more time with the Lord, and I started learning how to play guitar while I was in the Philippines, so I've been spending more time just, like, writing songs with the Lord and, like, reading scripture and journaling more. Mm -hmm. So, it has given me time to really rest with Jesus that I haven't had in the past year and a half, Mm. because I'm always out doing like teaching or like serving or whatever, which is great. I find rest in that too sometimes, but this is like way more intentional of a time than I've had in the past year and a half. That's
1: awesome. And that's for someone that goes, goes, goes as much as you do. That's gotta be pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be, I mean, that's kind of the dream. What else you got?
2: Unfortunately for me, my time has pretty much gotten more, more busy just because of how crazy it's been. Because of the whole virus thing, but I'm trying to be intentional with whatever free time I have to, you know, read more or to get into the word more. Just like just trying to be more
1: intentional with my time since my time is now limited. And the unfortunate thing for you, Stephen, I'll I'll say fortunate. You might think it's fortunate. You are now in a relationship, uh, the nature of which you've never been in before, which means that your time is really no longer your own. No. you have a responsibility to uh, to entertain someone else, to uh, comply to their wishes. So, yeah, you say it like, "Oh, I've got less time than I've ever had." Well, you're working as much as you ever have, but at the same time, now you've, when you come home, you're not just, you know, messing around with Neff. Now it's like you have, you know, I got to go home and make guacamole with my affiance. That's exactly what I did when I got home today. I came home and I made
2: guacamole. For <laughs> For Brittany, she is sitting next to me eating guacamole and watching a
1: wedding show. Yeah, no. and now she's oh, watching, watching a wedding show. The last thing she needs is more wedding ideas. These these give me expensive. She's watching Steven. Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta.
3: Oh, oh I
2: love that I love show. It. Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah, I've been watching this show.
2: You shouldn't be watching that. I'm not watching it. I'm. I saw that she's watching it, but I'm not watching it with her. I'm focused on our podcast. <laughs> totally
1: focused on our podcast. What do you say? Hey 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 hey, you are not totally focused on what? our podcast if you're having a side conversation, Salisbury.
2: She said something to me. Yeah, I have seen this. Is, this
1: is why Stephen's so busy. Is <laughs> he's magnetic now. Somebody else holds the the magnet. It's okay. It's a good healthy thing. That's why the Bible says, you know, you're going to leave home and cleave together and all that, but good for you, buddy. Thank you. Nick, what are you doing, man? What are you what are you up to? Nick's been trying to figure out how to live stream a church service.
5: Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting.
1: And um, communicate with France. Tell us a little bit about, about this crazy mess up, man. Yeah, Tell us so, a little bit about this crazy deal okay, we've worked out.
5: Uh, we've had out. him on the podcast several times. Uh, Chris
1: Horton. Yeah, was, like, he, he was Hollywood. on last episode.
5: Yeah, he, uh, well, he wanted to help out with our live stream audio. Which <coughs> kind of caused a quite the technical challenge because he's in France and we're in He's in Florida. France
1: and we're not, so... Uh,
5: I think I downloaded like four different programs on our computer so that, and we finally figured out a way like a, a reasonable way of him mixing audio and like throughout the entire recording service, I was like texting him and like giving him heads up like, hey, the band is getting back on the stage because he could not
1: see the stage. So yeah, he's amazing. flying blind. Yeah, halfway he, around the world. Yeah,
5: and uh, we had a nice little conversation throughout it and everything. So it was it was good. Uh, just, That's cool. And now they're
1: best friends. Yeah,
2: yeah.
5: I mean, <laughs> he does not hesitate to send like ten text messages right after each other. So um, yeah, it's, it was very interesting talking to him. But he, he definitely knows. Himself. He's nothing
1: if not thorough. Uh, yeah. He he sent me a, mm-hmm. a follow up from the last episode that we were on where he was sharing a little bit about the situation they had in France, but basically they were kind of getting a mandate that they had to get out of the country, like with a swiftness, like they had like that day, if they were going to leave, they had to leave that day urgently. And um, he, they were trying to find a flight and trying to get all these things to happen. And I just got a message from his mom about an hour or so ago that they were going to be getting a ride, uh, hitching a ride like an hour and a half to a train station. They were going to take the train station to Paris, sleeping in a hotel in Paris, and then waking up early, trying to catch uh, a, getting a ride to a, a plane from Paris to Amsterdam, from Amsterdam to Atlanta, uh, from Atlanta back home. And they got to do all this like today. Like they have to do it basically wow. in the morning. So like None it's a quick. None of that
4: sounds like. Wow. No,
1: well, so I guess it's better than them getting locked down in, in another country. So yeah. Definitely keep them in your prayers. We love Chris and Ellen, and as much as they love travel, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? Mm -hmm. One of the thoughts that I had, and I don't want to kind of over-spiritualize it, but we're going to talk a little bit more in a few minutes about this, but I was reading in the book of Matthew, you know, and you look at Matthew 24, uh, all about the end of the world and Jesus is, you know, saying, we, we, and then we see all these terrible things like wars and rumors of wars and a plague pops up. I mean, certainly not a biblical proportions, but definitely an attention getter. And then the, the, the page turns to Matthew 25 and the parable of the wise, the the wise virgins, the, the parable of the, the servants with the talents. But then after the the parable of the talents you have the story of the sheep and the goats and you guys have heard the story right yeah Jesus is you know, putting everybody in the kingdom of heaven he's like the goats are over here the sheep are over there and he says blessed are you who, when I was hungry you you, you fed me and when I was thirsty you, you gave me something to drink when I was sick you came and visit me and he goes down the list and then of course they say hey when did we see you like hungry and thirsty and sick and all this and Jesus is like well when whatever you did for the least of these you did for me yeah uh, and then he flips the script and he turns to the goats and he, he said, Hey, I was hungry and I was thirsty and you didn't give me anything. I was sick. You didn't come visit me. And, and then the goats, they say, Hey, well, when did we see all these things? And Jesus says, whenever you didn't do it for the least of these, you didn't do it for me. And uh, Jesus is saying that there is a moment in our lives when we have to give an account for what we do, and for what we do not. makes Make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no surprise there, right? I mean, that's not a deeply theological concept. One day we're going to have to answer for, you know, what we do. But there's certain moments in history, certain flashpoints. I was looking at an interesting, like, blog that had all these historical photographs. I was looking at photos of the Spanish flu when it happened in the early 20th century, about 100 years ago, and it's interesting to see those old pictures of people walking around with their masks on. And it's like, ah, you know, similar to the situation we have right now. So it's kind of looking at that uh, just for historic context. And I end up going on and finding these pictures from uh, from World War II, from Japan. And Hiroshima, Nagasaki, where the atomic bombs were dropped. And, you know, American History 101, right? You, you know that one. So there was these things that happened when the bombs went off this light flashed and it created a a photo effect a a burn-in where people were standing against like a wall their shadow was permanently burned into the wall when they were vaporized by the atomic blast their shadow actually locked in like set into the wall burned into the wall so after they're gone it's there have you guys ever seen the pictures of these?
2: I'm familiar with it but I have not I've only seen it on The
1: Simpsons but I am familiar with it. Oh, That's your point of
4: reference?
1: <laughs> can we just... Can we just take a moment to let that sink in? People died.
4: <laughs> I was just
1: being honest. I'm sorry. It's the same effect that you saw in Iron Man 3. When the extremist explosions that happen, ended. you kind of see the shadows burnt into the wall. Same, same basic thing, right? It actually happened wherever those people were when they died there was this flashpoint and they were just boom their image is frozen in time frozen forever and i'm just kind of think that like this that we're going through right now is like a flashpoint this is one of those moments where we're going to be like we're going to look back and say where were you where was the church when this moment happened what did we do as part of the conversation What did we do when the Corona flash hit our culture during this season? Are we at our most generous? Are we at our most kind? Are we at our most caring and consoling and comforting? Or are we fighting crowds for toilet paper, disobeying rules and making ourselves part of the problem, not the solution. So I want to challenge you guys. Just don't be a goat. Don't be the one that at the end of the day, Jesus is saying you had an opportunity in this season. You didn't do it. You There were, there was needs and, and you weren't part of the solution. You, we have a responsibility and we'd better live up to it because history is taking our photograph right now. History is locking into its memory what believers did yeah. Yeah, absolutely at this yeah. moment for sure yeah so i just want to encourage yeah. you just a little challenge
3: no
0: i was just gonna say you know um one thing like on my end you know we've been discussing like what we have done and thinking of that um i think people like to joke a lot you know the memes and the, the pictures the tweets and talking about how ridiculous people are being and And that the, you know, how we see so many people whose mark they're making is is selfishness or greed or just stupidity. But I I think I see just as many people right now, like, I see a lot of people with outpouring of love. People who are concerned, Mm -hmm. people who are grateful. And, you know, I go, I've been out there trying to get all this stuff from my family and kind of get them like secure and I, I'm I've been like in the break of dawn like in the lines going into the supermarket and yeah there's some crazies but then you see you know you see the people that are just we look at each other it's like yeah you know we're all going through the same thing there's two packs of soap you take one I'll take the other one like yeah I, I feel like I've seen this bring out a lot of the the love that people have inside of them, where we kind of can just unite and be like, we're all going through this together, and let's just let's do that. Let's be kind to each other. I've gone into more supermarkets and heard people say thank you to employees mm. I've never seen acknowledged before. Wow, yeah, so I've never seen people go and thank the cashier like like I've seen them do at Publix this week. Like people are are expressing more gratitude, and I feel like that's. We gotta see that positive side in this. Like, there are a lot of people also trying to leave that positive mark. And I really, yeah. that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying yeah. that more, that that would be the the overpowering thing right now, that there would be more of us that are kinda gonna go out of our way to be considerate and kind. And and it's hard to see that when there's so much to laugh at when you look at memes and things like that, looking at
3: the negative. There's
1: a lot of good out there yeah. Too. yeah. You I never... actually- Go ahead.
3: Oh, I was going to say, I actually have a story um, like from the supermarket aspect that Lisa Marie was talking about. Uh, when I was looking to get supplies for making the bread, I was in the aisle with a lady, and we just kind of casually struck up a conversation. Um, and I was telling her how, like, yeah, I'm looking for yeast. I couldn't find any at Publix yesterday, so I figured I'd check out over here at Winn-Dixie. And we were just kind of chatting. She... Made bread long before all of this happened. So she was just sharing some tips. And then as we were going down the aisles, she's like, Oh, here's some of this bread flour. Did you need more of it? I can get, I can like hand this to you. And it was just so like nice of an interaction that like she would offer that. And then um, I ended up seeing her later on in the store. I'm like, Hey, I found a bunch of yeast. Like, did you, did you need some packets? Because I just found a bunch of them on like the bottom shelf in a weird area. Um, But it was just a really nice, like, wholesome interaction that like you don't tend to get um all the time so that was nice
1: that is really amazing that's that's really awesome alexandria did you have something you want to
4: share yeah i just wanted to say like i was just the other day when i was just like really praying about like what is the church supposed to be looking like right now and i just like really felt like a lot yeah. of what you said and but just this idea of in situations when there's distress sometimes it's so easy to like Panic or whatever, um, when things are so uncertain, but just this idea of like Jesus, so often when he met people in uncertainty, he was filled with compassion, and yeah, and that's what led him to serve these people. And, and in the same way, it has to be like out of our absolute love for the Lord that we do these things, not because like we like want to look good when we stand before jesus but because like we were so driven by the love that we have for him to be so filled with compassion you know and i just like absolutely in in the same way like the other day i was at a grocery store with my friend Kat, who's like she and her family are letting me stay with them while i'm back home and and she saw an older couple and she really just was like oh oh they need someone to, to get groceries for them so they don't have to come out and she really like wrote down her phone number for them and as we walked in she said if you guys need anything like while we're here and i in that moment i was like this is what the church should look like during this time both individually and yeah, corporately like we need to be the ones that are on the forefront of caring for people in this time and i just like yeah. it's because of our love for because of our love for the lord you know
1: Exactly. And when they ask us why, we can yeah. say because it's what Jesus would do. It's because God loves you. God values you. God sees you as his child. And I'm going to treat you like his child, too. The The shame is that we had to wait for a global pandemic to start acting this way when this is how we should be all the time. Right. Yeah. As believers, this should be our, our trademark. But this is definitely our opportunity. There has never been in my lifetime, in your lifetime, certainly, uh, anything that's been so good global and universal that has drawn all humanity together there. This is the most shared experience that, that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime across the globe. Mm -hmm. And that's significant. If that's not God setting the stage for his church to do something extraordinary, Mm -hmm then what else, what, what other sign are we waiting for? What else could there possibly be? So it's a challenge. It's an encouragement. You know, we can get in here. We can talk about animal crossing and we can talk about comic books and dungeons and dragons and magic gathering. And these are all fun and fine things. But at the end of the day, God's not going to ask us, you know, how often we rolled a natural 20. God's not going to ask us, you know, uh, how many, uh, you know, how fast we paid off our, our mortgage to Tom Nook. He's going to say, what did you do with the opportunities that I gave you? What did you do with the opportunities to show kindness? There was a, a – so our we have a daycare center at our church, and um, the, our learning center was just on the news yesterday. Yeah. They came in there, and they were talking about uh, essential services and, and, and how they're asking daycares to stay open to kind of help so that the people that are working – can continue to work and uh, and so they came in they interviewed our center because we're we're really tight with our learning coalition and um, and we're kind of a flagship daycare in our county uh so they came out and they they talked about some of the the hardships that we're experiencing right now and our director miss carol got on there and she's like well some of the hard things are we're having a hard time finding things like toilet paper and soap just like everybody else is because we don't we don't stockpile it we buy it as we need it so once every you know every couple weeks or every month we'll we'll buy and now we can't get these things i had a lady she turned 85 years old two days ago and she called the church today and she said i saw on the television that they needed soap and toilet paper for the babies at the daycare and i have some in my house and i don't have much but i'll come down and bring some of what i have so they can have some
4: that's so and i'm sure. like
1: that's like that's such a jesus thing man i'm like you yeah, yeah, shut up I'm right ball. now you made me cry that's so but good. man what a christ like what a christ like response is i don't have much mm-hmm. but what i have i, I want you to have wow. too yeah you know, I don't want to be caught with the most toilet paper when the rapture happens. Right. You know what I mean? I want to be the person that's making sure everybody else's rear ends are clean mm-hmm. and, and shiny. So, uh, <laughs> in a spiritual sense, of course. Of course. So, uh, do something great and let us know what you're doing. Let us know what your church is doing. Let us know what your family is doing. Let us know how you are impacting someone's life because you were made to be a person of impact, Nerd of God Squad. You were made to do something great and God has positioned you to do something that nobody else on the planet can do. A calling and an opportunity that is uniquely yours. When you see it, go for it in Jesus' name, and let us know what you're doing. We want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you and uh, and show look what look what God is up to and look how He's using His people to do it. To me, that would be the best thing ever. What do you think? Nice.
2: Amen. I
0: think what it would be too. Oh. What else would be the best thing ever? What
1: would be the best thing ever, Lisa least, Valentine?
0: This next part of our show called The, the Best,
2: best, best Thing ever. ever!
0: I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's pandemic time speaking, but I feel like it's been like 7,000 years since the last
1: time. So you know. we had a couple episodes that were kind of timey-wimey, and then Steven got engaged on a show, and then we had an all-play, and then there was this global pandemic. So yeah, we've we've gone several weeks without having our best thing ever. Mm-hmm. We're now back into it. Uh, oh. I have the results here because we're not all close together, so I can let you know if you couldn't guess already. Last time we had our best thing ever, we had Kanan Jaris versus Han Solo. Did we talk about this one yet? No. We did not. We did so not okay. wrap that one up. Anybody want to take a guess at who won this one with 90% of the votes? Sure and Jarrus
2: with an upset. Yeah, it was oh, definitely Solo. Han Solo.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was Benji's dad. Uh, okay. Wins with 90%, so Han Solo moves on. But tonight is going to be a really really interesting one uh jackie lismati do you guys uh you guys want to take us into this
0: well tonight for our best thing ever we have what i can only assume will be a similar situation as to our previous Han solo kate and jared situation i wouldn't be so I sure think
2: you'd be surprised. This. really and I'm definitely in like a year this in this entire conversation could go a completely different way than you might think
0: okay
3: well, Jackie, do you want to go ahead and announce our our verses here? I would love to, and I think this is going to be very interesting because we are going to have Padawan against Master Ashoka mm-hmm. versus yeah. Anakin.
1: Man, this is going to be nuts! Mm-hmm. So- I don't
3: know why I don't think I'm like you guys seem way more like
0: flabbergasted by this. I feel like it's clearly going to be Anakin.
1: I
2: don't know. About Anakin's that, only bro. cool. Anakin's only cool when he's Vader.
0: But he's thats at the point. He—he's got the history. He's got. Oh, oh, that's my. What is it?
1: This body has left us. So Jackie, tell us why. Uh, Ahsoka is actually a legitimate contender here.
3: I mean, I I don't know too, too much about her character, but I know that, like, what I've seen, I prefer her because she's not a big whiny baby. Um, (laughs) But she also has really cool lightsabers. I like her.
1: Uh, So, she's transcending the medium. So, she started out on Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think so, And then she shows up in Rebels, which is pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a brief cameo, a, a vocal cameo at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, the announcement's just been made is, and I don't know that it's official, I don't even know how I feel about it yet. Oh, I love it. Is that she's going to be coming into, if whether it's to be believed, believed or not, is that they're bringing Ahsoka, live action version of her, into the Mandalorian. Mandalorian Season 2. Mm. And
2: it's yeah. Freaking Mario Dawson. I'm so excited.
1: I'm, I'm so stoked about that. Rosario Dawson, who has been part of so many of these amazing franchises. Uh, she's part of The Mandalorian. She's part of Daredevil, the Marvel Universe on Netflix. Yeah. Just really cool. She was in Men in Black, too. And that's great casting. That has actually been like a fan casting for a minute yeah. now. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: I've only ever pictured this character as Rosario. Like, I'm not that, like, I'm not majorly into it, but every time I've seen this character, I've always pictured in my head it was Rosario Dawson.
1: Mm-hmm. there is a lot of questions on my mind great. about how, but but we're not having an Ahsoka conversation right now. This is her versus Anakin. This is mm-hmm. going to be a tight one, I think, you guys. Jackie, what's your prediction on this?
3: I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be Anakin, but I really want Ahsoka to win. Like That's my, my personal preference is Ahsoka, but I feel like Anakin's going to win just because it's Anakin. Like He's more accessible to uh, the casual Star Wars fan.
1: See, I think that people might vote for Ahsoka just because she's, just because they can't bring themselves to exactly. where I, I hope they
4: vote for Ahsoka. Please vote for Ahsoka.
1: This could be a tremendous upset. I hope so. Where, where can they vote for this, Jackie? Uh,
3: they can vote for it on NerdOfGuardCast.com.
1: That's right. It'll be up at the time of this episode's release. So we're going to finish out tonight. We're, we're about out of time. But once again, we have Alexandria with us. Alexandria's been part of the show several times. She's been our friend since the beginning. Mm. So welcome, friend. Thanks, friend. <laughs> and you're here because you have been around the globe. You have been doing some amazing things for the kingdom, and we just want to kind of hear about your story. We're just going to hear about where you've been and what you've seen and the wacky things you've eaten, <laughs> all manner of such. <laughs> so tell us, okay, last time you were on the show, you were about to leave to... I,
4: I was headed to... The Philippines. The
1: Philippines. Now, yeah. now I don't have a globe in front of me. Where would the Philippines be on the Earth?
4: It's a set of give or take seven thousand islands in Southeast Asia. So it's not considered the Pacific Islands, but it's like below China and above Australia wow. and near Indonesia.
1: So you you were over there. When did you go to the Philippines? When was your like arrival?
4: I arrived in the Philippines on the 4th of September.
1: And how long were you there?
4: I was there two days short of six months.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a journey. <laughs> it,
4: I know. I was just thinking about that today, and I just was like, I can't believe I spent six months in a foreign country.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? That's amazing. So so most people in the Philippines speak English, right?
4: Most people do. They learn it in school because the Philippines used to be an American colony, so most schools teach it, but they don't typically use it conversationally unless they're talking with tourists, i.e. me.
1: <laughs> After six months, you still consider yourself a tourist?
4: Um, well, I was still on a tourist visa, so
1: it, yeah, it became, like, funny.
4: in a sense, a little bit of like a home for me while I was there. I really loved my time there.
1: So what did you do with, what was the, what was that experience like? What were your, what was your day to day?
4: So my day to day for the first four months where I was studying. So I was in a Bible school through youth with a mission called Bible school for the nations. And for four months, I basically read almost half a book of the Bible every day and wrote a one to two page paper every day on different topics in scripture. And so, I, throughout this school, I was given the first, like, from 9 a.m. until, like, 1 p.m., we studied, like, as a class together. So, we had lectures, and we would do hermeneutics and things like that. And the second half of our day was typically spent studying on our own, um, give or take a few days when we would go out and evangelize, or we had, like, free time, or we had, um, like, community nights or like little church services on thursday evenings and then on weekends, what was your role was, what did
1: you do in the church services
4: um most of the time i was a participant but i actually was given the okay. opportunity sometimes to lead worship which awesome. was an entirely new experience oh, cool. for me because i love to say i didn't
1: know that was in your skill set that's pretty cool
4: <laughs> i love worship and i mean i sing it i play a little bit of guitar and i also play ukulele but and I don't consider myself a worship artist, but so many people in the past year have given me like prophetic words that I am a worship leader. So I guess maybe that was just the beginning of it for me.
1: That's so crazy. That, that, that's something that, I mean, that's like, that's a personal transformation right there.
4: Yeah. 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 So I, it was really a stretching time for me like to do that, but also like being in another country altogether is a very stretching time. But I really, I'm so thankful for it because even through the studying of the first four months and then the second half of the school or the last you know, two months of the school where I was able to go out and teach in villages and in churches and even at the uh, youth with a mission base. And it was just an incredible opportunity to see really what knowing the truth and how it really brings transformation to the hearts of individuals and seeing how that can really impact communities and then wow. a whole nation, you know? So, so what's was, the church
1: scene over there? I mean, are a lot of people Christians? Is that, that part of the culture? Is that, is that a foreign religion for them? What, what's, what's that scene like?
4: So the Philippines, before it was an American colony, was a Spanish colony. And it was named the Philippines after King Philip. Um, when he found the islands, or when the people who worked for him found the islands, they also brought Catholicism. So a lot of people there called themselves Catholic just because they're Filipino but it's very nominal. So people will go to Catholic mass until the age of 13 or 14 when they're confirmed and then they stop going. But there's actually a huge move of like revival moving through the Philippines. And so many people are being saved from like this nominal Catholicism, Christianity and really making this relationship with the Lord their own. And so I was able to see so much of that happen. It was really incredible. I love that.
1: That's awesome. So when you were there, were you with a group of people that you kind of formed relationships with from uh, the Philippines or were you there with people from the States? What was that? Who were you partnered with?
4: So I was there, I traveled totally on my own and I met people there who were also taking the school. So we had, I think, five different nations represented. So from, we had three others that were from the United States. We had some from, like, the Fiji Islands and Papua New Guinea. There was a couple there, actually, from a Middle Eastern country that I'm not going to name because I don't want it to be, you know, somehow sure, associated. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, But, like, really from the Middle East and, you know, he has gone through like, tremendous persecution. Um,
5: wow.
4: And, and there were... And half of the school actually were, like, Filipinos who were from different areas of the Philippines. We had some from... We had like actually my roommate, my housemate, um, Atay Joy. Her her background is actually from Mindanao, which is the southern part of the Philippines. Which is like like there's a part of the city where you can go and divide it in half, and half is Muslim and the other half is Christian. Wow. Yeah. That's so wild So so, so, yeah, so, wow. many so you, Different backgrounds.
1: Well, you're talking to seven thousand islands. You think you got to have a mix of something there, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's seven thousand so islands, give or take the tide.
1: Give or take the tide. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so tell us a little about, you know, the, the typical touristy kind of questions. I mean, what, what did you see that was amazing?
4: Um, okay, well, what did I see that was amazing? They love their culture so much, especially where I was. So I was in the mountains and I was in a city called Baguio City and the people there even though they're in the city, are still very much connected to their tribal culture and their tribal roots. And so, so often you would see like people just walking in. um, So like what the women wear is called a tapis. So it's a blouse or a tapis, which is like a skirt and then a, a traditional blouse. And each tribe has a different color scheme. And based on the colors that they're wearing, you can tell which tribe they come from. And even the men, when they would have like these cultural events, they wear this thing. I'm going to say this, and it's not what you're going to imagine. It's called a g-string, and it's just okay. a very long piece of fabric that wraps around. But you around knew me.
1: we were going to imagine something, right?
4: I I know, <laughs> but it's a very long piece of fabric that covers like the hips and the and everything else. So okay, it's but it's the traditional wear, and that's what they would do. And during these cultural events, they would often do these. Um, tribal dances there were mm-hmm. dances for like the harvest and for courting if you wanted to be in a relationship with somebody there was a dance for that
1: and so you're telling me and, that if you want to be in a relationship with someone all you have to do is put on a g-string and dance yep so noted <laughs> well
4: thankfully you don't need to do that because you are married to. Say, <laughs>
1: it's it's a good thing that steven is already engaged because otherwise he'd be on his <laughs> way he already speaks oh, Tagalog, exactly. and he's going to get himself a G-string and do work.
4: He knows, like, three words in Tagalog, and he can't spell them <laughs> correctly. I had to correct him several times via Instagram.
1: Well, Listen, Steve, I spell it phonetically, okay? Steven loves nothing more than being corrected, I assure you. Yes, That's I my know. favorite thing. So tell us about your food. What what, what do we eat in the Philippines?
4: Rice right. Every day for every meal. I wish I were exaggerating. Right. I'm not. At least um, Buddy loves that. <laughs> I know. I know you're telling me. I believe you. But um no, I really got used to the rice, but most of the food there it was like rice and vegetables and some sort of meat, but one of their like staples is called adobo. And adobo is just like any type of chicken or steak I'm sorry. and it's soy sauce and vinegar and you just let it soak for a little bit, you let it marinate. And then you At least, it Maddie, are that. you sure
1: you're not Filipino? Because you love adobo, too.
4: I think we have two different adobos going on here.
1: Gotcha. They, they do. Adobo, like Filipino adobo,
2: is delicious.
4: Yeah, it's really good. I really loved adobo. But they also have really interesting street foods. And I... Okay. Because I didn't want to be that American who wouldn't try different street foods. I tried most of their street foods.
1: So give us a, a, a highlight reel of some of the like weird things. Of yeah,
4: food. Balut. Which I think I've told you about before, Tony. Balloon okay. is an egg with a developing
3: no, I can't, duck embryo. I can't.
1: I can't even. Come on. You're gonna, Ooh, I'm no, sorry. No, tell, tell everybody else. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna t- take my headphones out.
4: I'm eating my
3: not dinner. Not
1: anymore. Now, you're not. Just so
4: you guys know. It's it, it's an egg. <laughs> what is it? It's a duck egg, but they've allowed the duck embryo to form, and so then they deep they like boil it, and then they crack it open and add like. Chili sauce and vinegar and salt, and then they eat it. Mm hmm. So, but you can Yeah, eat there's little like duck. little bird wings and a beak. Is it crunchy? What? No, because when you cook it both, they get soft. <laughs> but, okay. Even weirder is they literally eat, as a street food, a one day old duck chick. They let it hatch and Ugh. then they. This is why viruses. Yeah,
3: that's
4: crazy. And if I'm being honest, <laughs> I I way preferred the one day old duck chick uh, over the. Yeah,
1: n- listen, baby, anything, yeah, you well, guys, not imagine. okay, not okay. Stop eating your babies. Veal's not, veal's not a baby necessarily. necessarily. It's just they keep it in a crate. Is whatever they do to it, it's delicious.
2: Did
1: you have Did you have bitter melon?
4: Oh, the bitter gourd. I ate that. It's the worst. It
1: was it is
2: an acquired taste yeah it's yeah it's like it like to picture something bitter or like sour bitter and they put it in like a soup yeah and then they eat it I with and they eat it with rice
4: i don't like it at all and the one of the one of my classmates ate shirley she loved it and she was also in charge of the kitchen Aww. so we ate it all the time
2: yeah, oh it's God. definitely like everyone. I've, I've tried it because I work with a lot of people from the Philippines, yeah. and they're just like, most Americans don't like this because, like, the bitter melon is that uh, natural part of their, like, society. Yeah. So it's like, with them, it grows there like crazy, so they eat it all the time. Yeah, for sure. No,
1: not happening. If I go to the Philippines, I think I'm going to pack my own snacks. Sorry, guys.
4: Oh, but they have really good snacks. Like, snack food. Snack food there is really good. For oh. example. Actually, I would... Oh, okay. Um, dried mango slices, but like grown there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get and my, then, actually, net. Tony, if you oh send me your you address, I will, I will mail you <laughs> that. <time.
1: laughs> wait, wait, Alexandria, pause for just a second, because Lisa Marie just lost her junk. What's going on <laughs> over there?
0: It so dawned on me. So I have a little Filipino student in what, my class, and her mom brought me back from the Philippines a bag of dried mangoes, and they were... The most amazing right? They're so good. My tongue has ever experienced. Yeah. It was truly spectacular.
4: And do you have friends still in the Philippines? Can they get me some dried mango? Sis. Can they get us some I, dried mango? I'm gonna I Tony, I'm gonna need your mailing address. I'll mail you snacks. my church, my church in the Philippines sent me home with six pounds of Filipino snacks. Wow! I need this you don't Alexandria. Girl. I need this dried mango. I will send it snack to Tony, time, and y'all can snack time it.
2: Okay. All right. Le- Least money. Mm. It might not be the same, but I sell dried mango at my store. Nope, just same, so you Steven. know.
4: No, I want Filipino <laughs> not The same, nope, Stephen. Not
1: not the same, Steven. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something real quick on the Zencaster test. So I'm gonna mute Stephen. Steven, Steven nice. can you go ahead and just say something real quick? <laughs> Nope, nope, Steven, can you p- what, huh, can you unmute, unmute yourself? <laughs> myself. He, nope, he can't, nope, uh, uh, he can't. he's trying, he's uh, trying to, but nope, he's gonna, uh, nope, I'm gonna push the button, there it is, this is right. the greatest moment of my entire life, I, Alexandria, so, so tell us something really Jesus-y about your trip, that, um, we're just gonna praise God about before we head out for this evening.
4: So there was a, a time where we taught so I was in the mountains but we went even further up the mountain to a, a village called Kada and we had just a two day weekend seminar um, and during the outreach we taught, it's called Biblical Education and Leadership Training or BELT for short. Huh. And one of the topics that we teach on are the Ten Commandments but the, the title of the teaching is God's Law of Love and as we moved through each of the commandments and we explained how actually the commandments are meant to bring protection to our relationship both with God and with others there was one of the commandments so challenged them and it was the commandment thou shalt not steal okay and they really had a, a hard time with that because in this village they were they they're farmers and culturally in their village what they do is well if their neighbor has food that's ripe they can go over and take it and cook it for themselves and their family and not say anything it's just part of their culture wow and and honestly we had a good 20 or 30 minute conversation about this and and it really came down to we had to ask them do you think that you doing that by taking your neighbor's food to cook for yourself, is that the most loving thing that you could do in that situation? And they really had to sit back and say, no, it's not. And we saw literally a whole culture shift because they had never been challenged in that way before. That's
1: amazing.
4: And they really, and you saw like these moments of like we would have breaks and they really were, were having conversation with one another. And they were like, how can we really implement this so that we love one another well? Wow. And it was honestly one of the most incredible moments that I have seen on any sort of like missions outreach where you saw absolute transformation because truth had mm-hmm. been introduced to them. And they decided in that moment that they wanted to love their neighbor well by not taking what didn't belong to them even if it was just to cook for their family.
1: That's unbelievable. What a paradigm shift. That's cr- that's crazy. That. And I mean that—that's to me. There's something so beautiful about things that we just take for granted about God's word being introduced to someone for the first time, and they actually go, "Wow, yeah, that's that." Because in our culture, kind of the Judeo-Christian basis of our society, kind of makes you don't really need to know Jesus to kind of understand the basic moral code of the Bible. But uh, to to have something like that—that's such a game changer. That's really incredible
4: yeah wow yeah and then it was just even like after that they were like actually let's walk out in generosity that we don't need to feel like we can't share with oh. others and so it really went from like like we're just taking this because we're entitled to it but like actually oh let's be generous and like give of ourselves even if we don't have a lot because they're just poor farmers in the mountain, you know? Yeah. And it really was just such an incredible moment for my team and I to see that happen.
1: That's so cool. So it not only turned around into a don't steal thing, but into a, how can we be more generous? How can we not only follow, follow the law, but also surpass that and follow Christ?
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It was so, really beautiful. <laughs>
1: Now I've followed you because you you sent out emails with with all kinds of updates, and I've I've looked at your emails and seen the pictures of the the different people that you've you've been a part of, and the the different teachings or dramas or stuff that you guys have been a part of. It's pretty amazing. Is this a public thing that people can look at, or is this something that's just kind of private through the emails?
4: No, it's um. I mean, it's public. I can share the link so that people anybody can see it, but I primarily send it through. Like if people sign up for my newsletters, so mm-hmm. what happens is like you'll just give me your email address and I try to send out an update at least once a month or every other month. Yeah. Um but it I can also send it as a shareable link. And so yeah, on is there that, a place where people see... can
1: go to so they can they can take a look at some of the the stories that you're talking about? Is there a place they can go to like sign up for that or to, to look at your archives?
4: Yeah, so what I can do is I can actually I can send um a link for my most recent one and at the top you'll actually be able to see a section where there's an archive of my 10 most recent updates.
1: Okay. And
4: on the same on the same link they can like sign up for emails as well.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we'd love to be able to share that with uh with everybody at nerdigodcast.com if you wouldn't mind sending that that'd be great.
4: Yeah, I'll send that.
1: Very cool. Well, we're we're about at the end of our road. It sounds like an amazing journey. Would you recommend it to uh, everyone who's listening to uh, visit the Philippines, or is it not for everybody? It
4: is for anybody who would love to find adventure in the mountains or by the seaside. There are so many things to do there.
1: <laughs> adventure I love it. is out there.
4: But not right now. Everybody but stay in
1: <laughs> Not right now. Yes, Everybody's and wash your inside. hands. Wash your hands <laughs> and don't eat half-fertilized duck embryos. Ugh. Or one-day-old ducks. Whatever. Stay away from the ducks. If those
4: ones are decent. I would recommend those. <laughs> okay,
1: You're, That's so nasty. But it's not for everyone. I love you guys. We love you too. Love you. That gross girl. Well... Yeah. We are at the end of our road right now. Let us know the grossest thing you've ever eaten in the Philippines or domestic. Uh, tell us your stories. And uh, and again, keep us connected with all the things that you're doing during uh, quarantine and social distancing. Uh, the best way to do that is to connect with us across all the social medias at Nerdy Godcast. Uh, Alexandria, where can people find you on the internet?
4: You can find me on Instagram. At Alexandria. It I C A. It is pronounced Marissa. It's pronounced Marica.
1: It's spelled Marica. Marica. <laughs> Marica. Marica. Uh, fun long, yeah, inside joke. To Go back me. through the Nerd of Godcast archives <laughs> if you want to find out the backstory for that one. is one of my favorite stories. But, uh, <laughs> but we do we, we do want to encourage you guys. Please wash your hands. Stay healthy. Stay well. Uh, follow the rules, man. We want to we want to flatten the curve, right, Nick? Yes, yeah,
5: that's definitely. Yeah,
1: we, <laughs> I want to keep people healthy, man. You know, it, it, it be like Alexandria taught the Filipinos, be generous. If you've got toilet paper, be like that nice old lady, share what you got, reach out with compassion and kindness. Let this global pandemic be nothing more than a platform on which God's people can show what Christ's love is is all about. So do that, and uh, we're, we're already proud of you. So uh, that is the all, all the time that we have for this evening. Thank you again for listening. If you get a quick chance, hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can also leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. Uh, that definitely goes a long way to help us out we also appreciate it if you want to check out our patreon page you can be a part of the financial blessing to keep the nerdy god cast going i know that this is a difficult time a lot of people losing work a lot of people out of work but we definitely appreciate and we pray every week for our Patreon sponsors. We'll do some special uh, exclusive stuff for them too coming up here. Uh, We would love to invite you guys to be with us at Megacon, but Megacon did just get postponed. So Megacon, which was supposed to happen in April, the responsible uh, purveyors of this fine convention of nerddom have pushed it back now to the summer. Uh, We are still in a little bit of a quorum on whether or not we will be participating this year. But uh, we hope that we will be able to be there and that you'll be able to join us in June at MegaCon. So uh, follow us across all the platforms to get all the very latest for your Nerd of God news. Uh, for the Nerd of God cast, Steve Supremo. I miss all of your faces. Jackie Freakin' Wilson. I miss you too. Lovely Lady Lismati.
0: I miss you three. I'd make, a uh, make choices.
1: good choices. Nick the engineer. Goodbye. Goodbye, and uh, our friend and yours, Alexandria Marca. Until next time. Uh, I'm Tony T. We ain't gotta go home, but well, we can't. We're we already yeah. home. Wait, Wait we're, we're actually
2: in our home
3: Wait,
1: we're in our home. You have right to now. stay home, yeah. and you have to stay there. This is confusing. That's right. Please stay inside. Please.